TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. My drive, this is trouble. Prone around second. He's going to be waved around home. Here's the throw from Teoscar. Galvis is relayed to the plate. He's in time and I get him. What a terrific throw and relay as the Blue Jays win the game. Welcome to the Score North Twin Show, TCL Broadcast Studios. Judd Zolgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill with you. And you just heard the highlight that brought an end to last night's uh, Twins loss to the Toronto Blue Jays. It's their lo- they lost their second in a row uh, to Toronto at Target Field. They play again tonight. Allegedly. Uh, weather, weather permitting. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it because I saw tweeted about Rocco was certainly asked ab- about it. The man in question here is not so much CJ Crone as Tony Diaz, the new Twins third base coach who sent CJ Crone home on Byron Buxton's screamer. And Byron Buxton, by the way, continues to hit just line drive shots. That was nice. Into the uh, left field corner. It took a perfect relay by the Blue Jays to get Crone at the plate. And guess what? The relay was absolutely perfect. So, and and this is fun because the twins are good enough. The people actually care to get mad about this. So I am I am encouraging people that got mad continue to get mad because this is fun. Get angry. Fun baseball. <laughs> I like it. But uh, let's start with Derek Wetmore, our Twins insider. Derek, what was your stance on the decision to try and tie the game by sending CJ Crone home? Hindsight, twenty twenty. You don't send him. Give Max Kepler a chance. What I'm thinking in that spot beforehand, though, is Max Kepler's got about a one in three chance of keeping this game going. If you look historically, three thirty three on base or something like that. Historically, a little bit lower than that, but he's having a good year, so you like him. One out of three is a pretty decent shot, but I kind of view that as a fifty fifty play. And if the Blue Jays execute it flawlessly, he's in. Uh, I'm sorry, he's out, and it, and if they don't, then it's a run, and we're not talking about this Byron Buxton sitting on third base with a potential to win the game in the bottom of the ninth. So I think the Twins were playing the math there. I like what Tony Diaz did and sent him and said, yeah, not the fastest runner in the world, but let's call it a coin flip. Max Kepler, the next hitter with two outs, probably a little bit less than a coin flip. So I actually liked the send. Manny, what your thoughts on that? I think if it were a faster runner, I would be all in on the on the send. I think it's because it was CJ Crone and you could you could even see the the brief second where they show him rounding third like mm. he's huffing and puffing his way around third and and I mean that with no disrespect to CJ Crone but it's just to me if it's a faster runner mm-hmm. if it's if it's Max Kepler or Eddie Rosario or somebody like that I'm all in on sending him but I think with just a guy like that who's not known for his speed I probably would have pumped the brakes and, and given given Kepler a shot. Judge, see the lead in uh, Phil Miller's game story, Star Tribune today. I did not see it. Yes, <laughs> it's great. It's Phil Miller, of course, it's great. He said uh, Byron Buxton hit a bouncing double off the left field wall, and C.J. Crone was sprinting around the bases. If their places had been flipped, the Twins oh, might have tied right. the score and got on to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was Crone running, Buxton hitting, and not the other way Buxton around. Buxton would have scored standing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He'd it's be like... standing at home being like, hey, we tied it up. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, look, what do you think, Judd? Because I think... Can I give you what I think? I think the Twitter... Can I tell you what I think? Yeah. I think the Twitter... Uh, <laughs> can I tell you what I think about this? Oh, the, boy. Here the, we go. Yeah. I see him rubbing his hands together, I, getting warmed up. This is up. not going to be ripping the Twins. I'm not mad at the Twins. 
I like the play. You know what? Oh, it's mm, fine. That's unexpected. Well, you know what? Because if he scores, we're I all like, I thought you were going to tear him apart. No, it's the Blue Jays. You know, it's the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are a nondescript group. It's not like these are a bunch of all-stars. Okay. So so to, to Derek's point, and you're right, it had to be perfect. It was good yeah. for them. Man. Great play. Here's what I think about the play, though. I'm going to start here. I think if this were a game played at Bennett Family Park, Minnetonka, I grew up playing there. Little League Field. <laughs> I like the play. Okay? The whole play unfolds perfectly. If this was a game played on the Babe Ruth Field, I like the play. Absolutely perfect. Got a slide. Got to create room for a little Johnny Runner. Because mm-hmm. we don't want people getting hurt. It's little League. It's Babe Ruth. American Legion Ball High School. Okay. Still with it. Must slide rules are in place to protect the children. Mm-hmm. These are million-dollar athletes, and C.J. Crone is a big guy whose only hope, if that play is perfect, is to try and dislodge the ball from the catcher. Not with a cheap play, but with a physical play. But because of the Buster Posey rule, Major League Baseball, million-dollar players now. And by the way, the Blue Jays catcher, because I wouldn't want him to get hurt because, God forbid, I don't know his name. Oh, Danny Jansen, 143, going into last night's game. Danny Jansen has to create a room for... Little C.J. Crone, so C.J. Crone can make the Little League play now that baseball has in place. What the hell are we doing? This is exactly why you need to allow for some physical contact. Now, if Danny Jansen wants to completely block the plate and Crone wants to blow him up, that's their decision. But C.J. Crone actually last night in the clubhouse, and this is not a rip on him. This is not his fault. He's playing by the rules. Said, I think I was given the proper lane to slide, and I did what I, what, and Kepler was telling him what to do, which was to try to come in the back way there because because he has no right to the plate whatsoever. What are we doing here? What are we doing? These are million-dollar athletes. This is a play at the plate in a big league baseball game. I'm not advocating for people to be to lose arms and legs here. Sounds like you are. But come on. So just to be clear. <laughs> come on. You got a little CJ. It's like CJ Cohn's 10. Just to be clear, you're advocating right now for that, a turn back of the clock to the, the days when you could blow up the catcher on a slide to home plate? I'm giving him, I think he at least has to have the ability to dislodge that ball because if the play is perfect, which it was, it's his only hope to score. See, <sighs> instead, instead, a big league catcher being paid probably hundreds of thousands of dollars has to create a little sliding lane so the Twins player can try and use that sliding lane. Come on. I'm not even close to you on this. I'm so far off on what you're saying here. I love that they don't let you blow up the catcher anymore. I love that the buster pulls pulls your rules in play. So you don't want the Twins to have any chance because if that play is perfect, which it was, he has no chance Yeah, here's how you have a chance. You make the right read, you send him in the right time, and you get ahead of it. Or, you know, don't fall behind 6-4 to four earlier in the game. Yeah. Don't have the bullpen cough it up. There but, is that, too. But these are adults <laughs> being paid millions of dollars, and this is your last hope to try to win. That's and right. You have to, and but you I have don't care that that guy's line? hitting 143. That doesn't matter to me. I don't want a guy to miss six months because he tears his ACL because someone comes barreling in. I don't want the... Well, then have him try... Then guess what? Get out of the way, but give me give me a chance. At least give me a chance in that sense to score the run. Because once that play is perfect, I've got no chance because you've got little. And you shouldn't. You've got Babe Ruth rules you're out. in place. You're you out. Babe Ruth rules The in throw's place. ahead of you, and Legion the tag's going to be down. You're out. That's over. That's how baseball is. If he's faster, like Manny said, he's in. If... Uh, if they hold him, whatever. Now you still got a chance because you got second, third, two outs in the top of your order coming up. That's baseball. But if you're out by ten feet and the catcher's got the tag right. there because the relay man made a perfect throw to the plate from short left field, yep, 
That's baseball and you're out. I'm almost 50 years old and I have adjusted, besides the fact that baseball has some boring problems to to it, I love the game, and I have adjusted to realize that shifts, which we can talk about because people think I'm anti-shift now, despite the fact I made an observation (laughs) regarding man's failure, which is a fine thing, but I I have adjusted as far as I can go. But when we're talking about people being paid as much as these guys are, there's no compelling case not to allow them to have a play at the plate because Buster Posey got hurt. But that's why. That's why Buster Posey should play for a full season, not have his knees taken out senselessly because you were late rounding third base. Do you see what I'm saying? No, because it's your chance to score. And if you don't want Buster Posey getting hurt, then move him to right field or first base. Oh, so so catchers my, are just they're just sacrificial God. lambs. But it's John, just isn't, over. This, isn't this kind of like quarterbacks, though? I mean, you don't want your quarterbacks to get hurt, right? So they put That's in exactly the rules right, Manny. So, you, so yeah, they put in the rules so that you can't take out a quarterback's because they're, knees. The, because they're star players. Catchers aren't. The, this is a rule because one star Tell player... Tell that to Williams Estadio. Exactly. Who, by the way, might be in Rochester by the day his t-shirt day comes. You know what's Was interesting? Was he for his last 22? That's I am harsh. very worked up. <laughs> I am very worked up about the fact that these people are treated like they're 10 years catchers old. Catchers are a hugely important part of every team that's good. Then clear out of my way. You know. You know what's interesting? I like that you guys brought up Willie Astadio. If that were Willie Astadio coming around the base paths, I probably would have sent him. Because <laughs> I think I think he can get there. That's yeah, my I thing. Know. I think he can get there quicker. He can get there quicker than CJ Cron. What's their foot speed? It's got to be I close, would have, no, man. I don't. Yeah. I did not see that observation coming, and I got no I clue. I would have sent Willie Astadio. <laughs> uh, look, catchers hugely important. I'm happy that we're keeping them healthy and safe in baseball now. I think that's that's a and this is weird. It's almost contradictory, Judd, because I heard your argument earlier, was it yesterday, talking about the hockey fights. And you're spot on. I agree with you one hundred percent. Fighting's not necessary. Right. But when you and Phil talk about hockey, you're right. It's over. But in this case, you went against the whole conventional wisdom of hockey, like Alex Ovechkin shouldn't be blowing up that guy. Right. Who was it? Uh Nazim Kadri who is just Oh yeah, that was yep. Reckless for Toronto against Boston. Yes, this is the same thing. No, it's this not. This is the exact this, same thing. This Unnecessary actually, violence. I, no, it's not. It's I need the plate to score. You don't need now. If CJ Crone had stopped and <clears throat> hold on a second here, I got to look up his name again. Had stopped in front of home plate and tapped Danny Jansen on the arm, the shoulder, and cold cocked him, I would have a problem with that. This is a play. This is a play that baseball has taken away because one guy got hurt, and my last opportunity to win that game last night would have been to be able to go into the plate and dislodge the baseball. Do you realize if he had made any play at all to get near Jansen, he would have been out automatically? You just want anarchy, Judd. You want want to watch the world burn. You want C.J. Crone going up to Danny Jansen and giving him the stone-cold stunner to get to dislodge no. the ball so he can score. That's what you want, Judge Zolgad. Admit it. No, I did not say that. <laughs> no, in fact, I just said I don't want him getting in a fight. What I want him is to have a chance to score the run. And that and that play was basically dead the second that the catcher caught the ball. That's right. That's how it should be. No, it should, That's well, baseball. Okay, okay, then the rule should be so stupid as to be then Jansen can step on the plate and the game is done. No, because there's still some art of skill of catching the throw. It's a little bit high and outside. Right. No, no, he, he catches, catches it and no, applies the tag. No, he catches the throw and he steps on home plate. That's how wussified that that whole rule is. 
It's a terrible rule. We're just we're just not even close on this. We're we're the Grand Canyon apart on this. I think the fact that was it Teoscar <laughs> Hernandez who made the throw from the corner yeah, and then nice Freddie Galvis yeah. who turns around and makes by the way, that's a cannon for a second baseman. Oh, that I'm not, relay no, throw. No, no, I'm, not, I'm with you on that. That yeah. to me is baseball. You made the play. Yeah, the you deserve to element, get the out. And the final element is I put my shoulder down and I try and jack the catcher up and get the uh, ball out. I'm out on that. Miss me with that. I want to keep catchers healthy. They matter. Uh, catchers matter, Judd. Yeah, that, no, that's what I'm saying. It's Little League. It's Babe Ruth. It's American <laughs> Legion baseball. Let's keep the kids safe. God knows they got class tomorrow. I'm sure. Million dollar athletes. <laughs> Do we have time to talk about shifts before we take a break? Yeah. Because yeah. I've uh, I've got a couple observations last, and these are, by the way, observations. So I'm not anti-shift. Well, tell me you 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 told me you got a little heat yesterday. Okay. And I was curious I, about that. Okay, I made an observation on Twitter. I did not criticize. You want to I, do that? I said yes. it's very it's interesting. It's interesting. In the sixth inning, top of the sixth of last night's game, Justin Smoke um, singled through where the shortstop would be standing, but he he was not because of the shift. And that, if my notes are correct here, made the score 2-1 to one Toronto. Uh, in the seventh inning, the um, Blue Jays had Freddie Galvis at the plate. He came up and grounded to second. Yep. The shortstop, Derek, and the second baseman were shifted to the right field side of second base, okay? So instead of being... it, There was a guy in first base. It would have been a 4-6-3 double play. Or it should have been. Right. Instead, shortstop picks up the ball on the other side of second base, and all he can do then, because there's no one to take the the underhanded toss, sure. is run to second and tag the bag. Again, the shift cost you. I observed this on Twitter, and from at least one person this morning, I got back that I was that I was being too critical to in in this case trying to prove a point by taking two plays oversimplifying it. And I said, no, I'm not. I said, sometimes when things don't work, it's interesting and we can celebrate that. So it doesn't always need to be the good. This does not mean I'm anti-shift. Yeah. This does not mean now, now no, I just went back and read your tweet just to make sure you weren't miscasting. This I'm not whole right thing now. No, that's because I went fair. back and looked at it. You too just said, and said like, this is interesting. It's more of a hmm, tweet, not a aha. Right. Right. Because teams are, I mean, what part of the thing, some that shifts makes, work and some don't. And that's what makes baseball fun. Baseball's full of what? The ability to second guess. And I, this goes back 100 years. Mm-hmm. In this case, you had two situations where it definitely did not work. And and oh, by the way, at least with smoke, good for you. Yeah. You yeah. beat it. Right. Well, and Gibson running that little two-seamer outside that he is able to go the other way with it. I, I think the whole thing is if you're going to shift this dramatically, everyone has to be on the same page. Pitcher has to know it. Yeah, I got to pitch him. I'll credit Jack Morris here. He said this on the broadcast yesterday on on Fox Sports North. He said, "Yeah, you know he's 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 bashed the shift for years, and I think he's kind of come off that now. I haven't heard him as nearly as critical in a couple of games here now of shifting players and analytics. He's not he's not shouting it down anymore. And what he kind of said was, yeah, if you're going to swing three guys over to the right side, you." Better get a fastball in on his hands. And I agree with him 100%. Smoke, dead pull, lefty hitter. If he's going to hit it on the ground, it's going to be to the right side. Just mathematically it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, then why are you giving that little two-seam runner away that he's able to just sort of throw the bat head out and hit it right back up the middle or go the other way with it? I, I didn't quite get that. I didn't get the execution of it. I don't know 100% if that's what Kyle Gibson was trying to do. But, yeah, I mean, 
the shift is here. It's like we're we're yeah we're no, not, and I'm not arguing against it. And I, I know I you aren't. The the twins, and this is fun. Yeah, the twins are relevant enough, and hopefully this lasts for months now to talk about. They're this all stuff. about it, yeah. But they're they're very shifty. But I, but on a game by game basis now, there are things to observe and talk about for sure. And this is and yes, they are they are shifting now. I, I believe in 2018 they shifted a lot. It seems like they are shifting even more now. You got two Blue Jays players that beat it. Good for you. Yeah. Nice, nice work. Good job. You know what I was thinking? Actually, it's going to be interesting because the broadcast yesterday, mm-hmm. they had your your classic angle, your sort of center field cam looking over the pitcher's right shoulder. That's ninety percent of a baseball game, or whatever. Is the, the the pitcher batter matchup? Where's the catcher sitting? That's the view I want to see all the time. They they did also a lot of over the catcher's shoulder, over the umpire's shoulder for the first pitch of several at bats. I I didn't love that, but. I know I'm not the only person that matters in the world, and some people like that view. Change it up. It's a different way to watch a baseball game. What I'm kind of curious about is, like, are we going to have a way, now that every team is doing this, Judd, for the television broadcast to 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 better show us at home watching on TV how they're shifting certain players and how it's changing with whether it's two outs or, like, maybe even a mid Count shift. If you get to two strikes, well, we want to pull them on the right side for Buck or the left side for Buxton. It seems like they're trying, they're, right? They're trying and it's difficult. So, what I was giving uh, thought to the other day as I was watching some of these games is like they have a graphic where the infielders are standing. Mm-hmm. Boy, it'd be nice to see some more wide angles to see, like, yeah, hey, where's Marwin Gonzalez here for this pull happy right handed hitter? I want to know where he's standing because when I'm at a game, when I'm sitting in the press box, right, you can see it. You see, plain as day. Or you watch a guy, you watch Miguel Sano last year jog over from third base to short right field with two strikes because he's like, oh, well, the data says this guy's going to pull it now. So in the middle of a net bat, I'm going to run over here and play the odds. You lose some of that on TV. And that's one thing that I'd, I don't know. Are we going to change the way a, we're broadcast? A shift cam? Shift cam would be fun. Get a sponsor on it. Some type of camera where you you can go to an ancillary uh, channel or or website. Well, because I want to like be zoomed out. The, Do you know what I mean? Right, but I'm saying what what if you had? We're streaming if, a game online. Yeah, maybe, what if Fox can, Sports North gave you a, a a streaming online and I can just and you've click got it? it on TV as well, but you can just click that to see where guys are positioned. I'm in. I mean, it'd be fun. I I don't know what broadcasts are going to do, but it's clear to me watching this, that I don't think this is going away unless Rob Manfred wants it to. Which I think might happen. Which could <laughs> I mean, entirely you, could I, happen. I, this, I would, this could be meaningless in a year. I, th- I think the idea of, and this is not because I hate shifts, but if, if you want to get the base hit and offense of that style back into baseball, that's right. Yeah. I could make a case for an I- illegal defense, which I have brought up before. I'm not sure where I stand there yet, I think, but I've brought it up before a bunch, and I could see... Manfred and baseball going to that. Yeah, so I'm I'm out on that. I don't want them to ban shifts, but I've heard from a number of people that they think they will, or it's something being kicked we'll around as a possibility. Yeah. So they would say like, all right, draw a line from home plate right. to second base, two on e- two infielders on each side, right. and four people with the foot in the sand, three people, both shoes are on grass. Mm-hmm. So okay, I guess you could still do some shifts and be creative there a little bit, but it would cut down on this whole. Swinging guys over for lefty pull hitters. Swinging guys over to the left side of second base if it's a right-handed pull ground ball hitter. There's, I don't know, I don't want them to take away that strategic element of baseball. If they don't, I'd, I'd also like to see the broadcasts catch up and give viewers at home even a better idea of what's going on and how these teams are defending some of the best hitters. I I can't stand shifts, but I also don't 
want I'm also with you, Derek, in that I don't want them to take it away because meddling. Yeah, because it's it's meddling. And if you take away shifts, then are you then what's the what's going to be the next thing? Are you getting rid of like bunt defense? If a team is going to bunt, if somebody's going to step up and bunt, are you saying that, you know, you can't have three guys in your infield come up close to the plate to try and try and field that bunt? I mean, you're kind of opening up a can of worms if you say, well, you can't shift either. And mm-hmm. and I'm somebody who hates Hates the shift because I want you I want the it? defense to be straight up and I want you know I want to um, unless I don't know I just I I want to see a defense straight up so I can't stand the shift I want but sh- I also don't want them to take that away I I want to end having a a huge number of guys come to the plate thinking oh my god the only way that I can get on base is to hit the ball over the fence and if you eliminate if you go to an illegal defense you take a step towards that. Yeah, I don't that's know. what it comes down. Phil Logan Morrison told me last year, but he, it's true. It's true, and you've got a bunch of these guys. Yeah, I don't want to swing to beat the shift because then they win. If I'm doing what I do well, and at the time he was, he was barreling balls, he was hitting it hard. Right. The year before, he'd hit 38 home runs. So I applaud the confidence. He said, "Yeah, I mean, if if I'm doing what I'm doing, the ball's going over the infield anyway. I'm not worried about where the infielders right. are standing." But th- th- that means guys like that have turned this into batting practice, which I want to get away from. Sure. Yeah, I want sure. you I want you to be able to go to the plate and feel like if you hit the ball solidly that you are in a position to get a hit. And right now I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who who go up to the plate and think my launch angle has to be this because it's basically batting practice and if I don't hit sure. the ball over the right field yeah. fence I'm going to ground out to the shortstop who by the way is playing shallow right field. <laughs> Yeah, very fair. But Some, more importantly, what I want is yeah, I want a collision yeah, at the plate. Yeah, yeah, I want CJ Crone <laughs> to be able to score the run. Let's take a break. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Base hit to left field. Sogard's in to score. They're waving Gritchin around. Here's the throw from Cave. It is not in time. All right, welcome back. Score North Twin Show, TCL Broadcast Studios. Judd Zolgad, Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill with you until um, 2 o'clock when it'll be Score North Live. Doogie in for Matthew Collar today. Are we going to play ball tonight, Derek? I, I just looked outside. I thought this was supposed to end at some point. But yeah, I'm not optimistic. This does not look good. I mean, it's. I'm not a weather forecaster, but it doesn't look great. Well, here's my... Here, oh, so this gives me just a second to bring up the schedule again. Like I don't under I don't go play in Toronto in I, April. Well, yes, yes. One, yes, go play. They have in a roof on it for Rami Makhlouf. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But here's the he other thing I don't get. Why is Kansas City not? If if you have to have the Twins at Target Field right now, why is it not Kansas City? Sure. Toronto only comes in once. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the other problem too is if I'm the Twins, I am really PO'd because when Toronto comes here in June, they bring from like Manitoba. Yeah, they bring a ton of just completely sure. obliterated drunk fans, <laughs> and now you've got eleven thousand. I think a couple nights ago, smallest crowd in Target Field history, announced crowd thirteen thousand last night. So it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. You're not going to catch a fight from me on the schedule thing. I do think that uh, they're going to try to get this one in tonight for the reason you just said. We're not going. We're not going to. We're not going to wait till. 10 yeah, you're either going to have to play. It. That's play what double-header. it looks like. Just play doubleheader tomorrow. You need to play a doubleheader tomorrow. Do a either. Oh, Toronto wants, to leave, Toronto wants to leave town. The and the Twins do too. Yeah. The Twins. Where are they headed to Baltimore? They probably want to get out of here, so they're not landing at 4 a.m. Uh, before a weekend series. I will say tomorrow is my birthday, as I uttered earlier this yeah, week, you, and I'm. I was originally a little down. 
down because I thought the forecast for tomorrow was going to be like what it was today because yeah. originally it looked like looked that way, but. Now, now you might like get two might, baseball they games. You might get two baseball games tomorrow. <laughs> Go to Target Field. Nice. Yeah. Well, happy that birthday, That was going to be the original plan this week until I saw the forecast, but nice. now it looks like it's going to be different. Judd so. can point out where all the best craft beer is. He's got a map <laughs> in his back pocket. Darn straight I do. Uh, state of Twins pitching. Derek Wetmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Go ahead. I, so we talked about Craig Kimbrell, and certainly we'll get into that here. I, I can't imagine we'll be able to avoid it, but I, I do have some responses to a tweet that I sent this morning of, are you panicked about the twins bullpen? And is it enough to force your hand on signing Craig Kimbrell? I got some interesting responses. We'll get to that soon on the score North twin show. I I left thinking after watching uh, granted, this is a one-off observation. So I don't want to blow it out of proportion here, but I was watching Tyler Duffy spit 95 mile an hour fastballs. And I'm thinking, well, a, where did that come from? And B, do the Twins really have this magic potion now where they can just make decent pitchers in like out of anybody? I'm, I'm not saying Tyler Tyler Duffy was a nobody or whatever, but like I'll do respect to a guy that I like. The last two years haven't been great for him, and this year he's left off the big league roster. You're whatever. Take the pitching staff and say, okay, these are our best eleven guys. Sorry, Tyler. Go pitch in Rochester. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. Mm-hmm. I, I know we'll see you later. You got minor league options left, and we're going to cycle through a lot of you. That's probably what they said to him. And then he comes up yesterday, and for two innings, he looks good. He looks as good as I've seen him since 2015 when he was dominant. Remember he came in, he made his debut, and he was a starter down the stretch in a would-be wildcard game, mm-hmm. or a, a, a would-be wildcard Twins team. That had Irvin Santana and nothing else. Yeah. And then it had Irvin Santana and Tyler Duffy. I saw flashes of that last night. It's a different kind of pitcher, but that big curve and a big forcing fastball. It was it was interesting to me. And I, and I started looking through Rochester stats and I'm starting to think like, because your question caught me off guard yesterday, Judd, and it, it froze me, really. You said, if you don't go get Craig Kimbrell and you acknowledge there's a bullpen problem. Both of those things are true right now. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you fix it? How do you sleep at night not trying to fix it? Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a great answer for it. I started to think, though, like, if you can just turn Tyler Duffy into a good reliever or whatever, if Matt McGill gets back and he's healthy, or at some point Fernando Romero and his 96-mile-an-hour fastballs back up here and he's getting swings and misses in the big leagues. That's the one they miss. Yeah, big time. Or that they thought they were going to have that they don't yeah, have. And it's, uh, that was a, I, I think that threw them for a loop. And they that's, wouldn't say it, but I think that went through him for a loop. Yeah, they they would probably try to spin that story in a positive way that, oh, you know, he's working on things. They did. Like, yeah, I mean, like, look, his name was written in pen on the bullpen ledger in January, and now he's pitching in Rochester, and, and he's not among the first two call-ups when the big league team needs another arm. So... Whatever. I don't know when he's going to be up. I don't know if the next time he's up, he's up for good. But I couldn't help thinking yesterday, watching Tyler Duffy pitch two what I thought good innings and kept the Twins in a game that they almost then came back to tie and win. Well, what if they could just, can they fix their bullpen problem internally? Do they have enough arms to get it done? It's kind of a rhetorical question, but do well, they have and the I would come horses? Back, I, I would come back at you with what I think you would say to me if I had just said exactly what you did, <laughs> okay. which is the sample size is so small. Yeah, like, no, we, totally. We've seen Tyler Duffy look good at times. Totally. And, and I want to say out of the Not bull- like that, though. Not 95. No, but I want to say out of the bullpen, there were times in the last couple of years where you thought to yourself there might be something sure. here. It might have been, not been at 95, Derek Wetmore, but 
I I'm hesitant till we see a lot more. And by the way, if they had been so confident as this was going to be sustainable, he would have been on the front. He would have been on the front end of the people that stuck, not part of the potential solution after the fact. That's right. Yeah, he makes the club. And I I don't know. I don't want to go too far down this road because, like, what's the what's the guy's name? Uh, Mike Morin, Moran. What the guy with the changeup that was being touted in Twins camp? He's down there in Rochester. He's pitching pretty well. Yeah. Um. Ryan Eads, a draft pick from a couple of years ago, is pitching really well for Rochester. Fernando Romero, we mentioned, and is somebody who could potentially come help at some point. But I think that Glenn Perkins' answer yesterday on this show, when he joined us as a guest and said, yeah, you'd like to have Taylor Rogers pitch in every big spot because he's great. What would really be nice, though, is if you just had your seven, eight relievers that you're going to rely on step up and do their job. And that's kind Absolutely, of what yeah, I think so they're looking for right now. Trevor May, do your job. Trevor Hildenberger, do your job. Blake Parker, Trevor May, do your job. Trevor May right now to me, it, it's no secret, is definitely scuffling. Yeah, he, what's with that? He lo- Well, my observation last night, and this is just me from the press box, was there were times last night I thought he was overthrowing badly. Like he was trying to do way too much. Okay, And I don't know if that's trying to pump up the clock, because he's been told there are certain things, so he's trying to do things he's not used to, to doing to get get more speed and or velocity. Mm. But he looked like a guy who was, how can I put this in coaching terms, pitching outside himself. Sure, okay. Like, like beyond beyond what he is comfortable with, he was trying to do something that looked like it was forced. Yeah, I was a little surprised. And that's, and that's an amateur view completely. Coming into the year, I thought he was going to be one of their better relievers i thought he was one of the trusted few that you'd say yeah game on the line late want this guy in there he's got the stuff strikeout rate when he's been healthy is you know up there with some of the top shelf relievers across baseball and now it's like um yeah i still see the stuff i mean i still see the breaking ball he used the change up yanked a couple fastballs yesterday but it is like it's 95 96 it's legitimate and he's getting swings and misses and he's getting bad foul balls and you're thinking yeah that guy's just overpowering the hitter Mm mm-hmm and the next thing you know, it's 3-2, and he's missing his spot by six inches, and the guy's standing on first base. Correct. It's like, uh, well, if 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 that one gets back on track, and Blake Parker sort of reigns, reigns in the struggles we saw on Sunday, I think suddenly the Twins are walking way fewer tightropes. <laughs> like, I don't, I, no, I don't, sure I don't right, think yeah. it's as messy as it yeah. currently looks right now. And, and I keep going back to this. Edoberto Mejia... As bad as he looked in the box score, and as frustrating as he is to watch try to execute and finish hitters and put them away, he did get to 0-2, I think it was three or four times on Monday. He just couldn't finish him off. Winds up with a three-run home run, second decker. That's, but that's what, three, that's, ti- three or four times out that he's gone out and I know, done that, and, I know, and that's the statistics are not My point pretty. is that he has the stuff to be better than what we've seen it's maddening. But a lot of guys do. Yeah. That's true of Trevor May. Yeah, exactly you're right, right. You're right about that. And that's what I'm saying. So play up to your ability. Do I mean, Ryan Presley is the example we keep hammering on here at Score North yeah. because like he had the stuff and everybody knew it, and then the Astros unlocked it. Yep. But this comes back to what I told you yesterday, which is it's my firm belief that they are probably asking people to do more than they're capable of doing in roles that they're not. That could be. They're not yet capable of fulfilling. It doesn't mean that they never will be. 
But I feel I feel like the ask of too many of these guys goes a little bit beyond what they probably are comfortable doing. Well, and and you would hope that that changes, right? Right. But I'm not guaranteeing it changes. That's, and that's what I'd say is like, but this is the big leagues. Like you're here for a reason. You know, if I if I was the pitching coach or assistant pitching coach, and I was talking with Trevor May, I would sit him down and I would say, "You're good, dude." Like you're a really good pitcher. Yeah. Look at some of this stuff. Well, most guys would kill to have your arsenal. This is the big leagues. I don't care if it is a big ask to put you in this spot in a tight ball game. This is why we have you on the team. We expect you to get those outs. Well, it's it's, it's the Andrew Vasquez situation in New York. Like, yeah, I mean, should Rocco have brought him in? No, he shouldn't have. But at the same time, it's not asking a lot. I said this on Twitter. It's not asking a lot. To tell a pitcher to go out there and throw strikes. Throw strikes, right. Stop yeah, exactly. walking people. Stop hitting people. Exactly. Stop putting people on base without them having to swing the bat. That's right. I you mean, this, there's the big leagues, and and that's why Vasquez is in that spot. He's a lefty, not named Taylor Rogers, to go get that lefty out yeah. for the Mets. Yep. And Mejia was the same way two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, that's the same he's, type, he's the most frustrating pitcher. Same type of deal. Well, let me run this by you guys. Because because we talk about all of the work that's being done with pitchers to increase velocity, and Wes Johnson's come in as a pitching coach and done all of these things, and that, that's outstanding, and he's going to get this and, and that. Don't you guys think that there has to be a human element here, though, of if you're asking that of a pitcher, you are changing things? Like you're not you're not simply saying, go out and do what you do. You're saying, here are some philosophical differences probably in, in your approach to pitching that are ultimately down the road going to help you. But as a person, I'm like, oh, then I've got to be thinking about this. Trevor May looks to me like a guy who's thinking as he's pitching. And and so I think in fairness, to back to my point of the ask of these people, I think if you ask people to adjust things, because ultimately you say that's going to get you to a point where sure, you're going right. to be better. Right. But in the short term, I'm asking you to change what you believe. And so that means you're you're on the mound thinking about that. I don't think some of these struggles should be completely surprising. Because a person's sure. bra- growing pains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see if, what tre- you're if Trevor May is out there thinking, I've got to adjust this because I've been told to, and let's say he's a good employee, so he's trying to do what his bosses want. There's also probably going to be times where he scuffles a bit because if you are, if you have to think about what you're doing at right. that moment, it's not easy all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's it might what, be short term. And that's why you rely on a catcher. You've got a game plan. You know what you want to do. He knows your stuff. He knows your put away pitch. And, and you, you kind of just try to get out of the thinking mode. But I guess I'd go back to Tyler Duffy and take an example. He used to be that sort of two seam curve change up that he was working on. Mm-hmm. Well, Everything's down, 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 and hitters can just retrain their eye level. They can go down and get it, barrel some of those pitches. Even the curveball, if you're going to eliminate that for a ball, and then you're just getting that little, I don't know, I don't know if it was two seam or four seam, but the little fastball, 91, 92, down at the bottom of the zone, it wasn't a big weapon for Duffy in the past. And now they're telling him fastball upstairs, do what Jayco DeRizzi does. You don't have to have a world-beating fastball. <laughs> do, do, don't do, do what Jake does. Do, do the approach that Jake Odorizzi okay. Okay, employs. <laughs> so if big, you don't have to have a big overpowering fastball necessarily. If you've got a high-spin fastball that plays up in the zone, go ahead and set their eye level there and then drop the hammer. Tyler Duffy has a great curveball. He has mm-hmm. since he debuted. So if you can set that pitch up by getting a hitter's eye level looking up, 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 boom, curveball, it's better. It, your arsenal just plays better. It's a better weapon for you. So, yeah, there might be growing pains, but, I mean, ultimately, if you're getting the best out of Tyler Duffy, that's not only good for Tyler Duffy, oh, yeah. it's good for the Minnesota Twins. 
Big picture overall, Derek, can this bullpen be fixed from within? Yes, it can. And it can't be to the level of a New York Yankees, I don't think. I don't think they have the horses for that. Doesn't have that ceiling. No, I just don't see enough star caliber relievers, but Mm -hmm. I see enough big league arms in the big leagues and at Rochester right now that I think if you're allowing yourself to dream and you've got your optimistic twins goggles on, uh, yeah, absolutely. Trevor May gets it turned around. Taylor Rogers is still a relief ace. Hildenberger's off to a great start this year, and you like what you see there. Blake Parker's got that nice split. Ryan Harper's got that nice curveball. You see pieces, and you're like, yeah, all right, I like this. Even Vasquez, as much as we knock on him, and now he's going to be out pitching for the Red Wings for a while, as a lefty who skyrocketed through their minor league system last year, throwing basically nothing but sliders from the left side, that's an impressive arm, too, in the right situations. And if you use it correctly, and to Manny's point, if you throw strikes. Yeah. So so if Please you're in this strikes. if you're in this mindset of like optimistic dreaming on what the twins arms can be, I think it's not a stretch to say that this could be at least league average, maybe better American League bullpen with the arms that they currently have in house. The flip side of that is, yeah, but it's going to take a while to get there. It's not there right now, and you kind of need that fix to come really really quickly if you're Minnesota. Did you say do what Jake Odorizzi does? Just his approach. I mean, the fastball. Scheduled starter tonight, and he's 0 2 with a 6.35 ERA. Well, yeah, but one of those was a little like throwaway start where he didn't get out of the first inning. How about all of last season? Well, just four innings. Just let him go four innings. That's it. I just mean the approach last year. I just mean the approach. I liked that trade last year. I did too. I'm ripping myself too. Watch the Rays. By the way, boys, the Rays, as much as I ripped them the last two off seasons, they're now leading Major League Baseball in run differential. At plus forty and right Amer- now, and the American League East they're is leading a, the is American League. They, I'm not saying they're going to win that division after a dozen games, but they are leading it right now, first in run differential. And now I'm not wondering. I'm I'm not too sure that the sort of no name prospect that the Twins gave up. I'm not too sure he's not going to be an All Star for the Rays in a couple of years. Who knows? They seem to know what they're doing. Like, hey, here's two years of Jake Odorizzi team control. Who wants it? Okay, okay, we'll take whatever prospects you can get. North ratio. Well, I mean, (laughs) no, I don't want to talk about them. They are so, because then he will be an all star and they'll trade him down the river for a bag of baseballs and a couple of bubblegum packs. But I mean, Derek, they won 90 games last year. I know it. Playing in that division. Yeah, with CJ Crowe playing a starting role and then getting jettisoned. I think we're kind of at the point now where it's like they're not. I mean, we look at them as sort of the little engine that could because the payroll and the stadium is terrible and all that other stuff, but they might just be legitimately good. I know. Well, unbelievable. Hey, even if they are good, I'd rather talk about the Twins and go over to Target Field uh, 20, 30 times a summer than than head to the (laughs) Trop and call that my home away from home work environment. No thanks. The American League East, as of this morning, Tampa Bay is 13 and 4. The Yankees are seven and nine. Baltimore, which is actively trying to lose as many games as possible, is seven and eleven. Toronto is now the same because they've won two consecutive at Target this is the Field. Big one though, and the Red Sox are six and twelve. And let me go to my newspaper box scores here because I love these things. I can find this. Boston beat or New York beat Boston eight nothing. Chris Sale's ERA is now at eight point five, and mm. he just signed that huge contract. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the fastball velo is not there, and I, something's wrong. It's not looking good. But this is not—he's not just tired. six and twelve. And I think I saw there's they are the second worst team in baseball in run differential Ooh. at a minus forty. The the 
Fire Cora. The that's Tampa all, Bay Rays. Fire Cora. Yeah, Fire Cora. That's probably what they're saying in Boston. Tampa Bay Rays have uh, their run differential is 80 runs better than the Boston Red Sox at this point in the season. That's amazing. What a country. Come back and wrap things up. A Score North Twin Show. I've become a fan of baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works. And it might get a little crazy, but let's get straight to it. Whoever scores the most runs wins. It's the Score North Twin Show. Twins Twins coverage on Score North and scorenorth.com. Final segment, Score North uh, Twin Show. TCL Broadcast Studios, Zolgad, Wetmore, Manny Hill. Um, Score North Live coming up next. Matthew Collar out this week, so Doogie will be in for him. Doogie. Derek Wetmore, you have you threw out a question on Twitter today, which sounds like it got some pretty, um, uh, a wide array of responses, shall we say. Well, I got ratioed a little bit, but I was expecting it. Actually, not that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was about an even ratio, so I'm okay. I just simply asked the question. I said, are you worried about the state of the Twins' bullpen? Are you worried enough to offer Craig Kimbrell? And the responses varied. Mostly people are saying yes. Um, there's some yes pleases in here. There's a get him in all caps with 19 exclamation points and tagging the twins in it. Just in case the, the twins didn't see the tweet, but they wanted to be tagged in it and checking through their I'm Twitter I'm sure the twins' that, Twitter people will be very... Um Run right to the pole. Well, Falvey runs it, right? He runs the account, and so he would well, have seen the bur- advice. He's got a burner account. Guarantee he has a burner account. Thad does for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Thad, Thad is, Thad is mis- there is no question in my mind, Thad Levine has a burner account. I would say the likelihood of both of those guys having a Twitter account that you don't know what it is, is like is like 99.5%. That both of them have one. Falvey, Falvey strikes me as a guy who would have a burner account. And he would look at tweets, but he would he never. Tweet. But he would never be tempted to use the burner account to respond. Do you think Thad, Thad tweets? Thad to me is like bleep you. Thad, Thad might be the person that said in all caps, "Get him," and then tagged at twins. <laughs> that might be. That might be Sprinter. I don't know. I'm not sure. But best on the question of like, are you are you worried enough to go get Kimbrel? Um, yeah, somebody says, yes, they should have done this offseason. Yes, please. Marco says, after many years of a horrible bullpen, worry has turned to expectation. So he's resigned to it just being a bad bullpen this year. Uh, we got a smart response here that says, uh, don't think Mr. Craig fixes the bullpen. They need a couple others to step up. A couple other uh, in-house guys, he's saying. Twins lose this game anyways yesterday if Kimbrell's on the team. Okay, fair point. We got one that said, ask me again on June 6th because no team is signing him before then. Mm-hmm. Talk about the draft pick compensation. I don't honestly think that's that big of a deal. I I figure it into my math. I, I, I worry that, about it. That response ver- but I don't lose sleep on that it. That response, though, varies greatly. Like I've talked sure, to are people, you worried about the draft pick? I'm not, but yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. Ta- but I've heard pe- people saying, "Oh, you can't do that." And I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, it cost you some draft pool money, and you could get a decent player in the first hundred picks of the draft. I'm willing to move on from that yeah. if you think that this upgrades your team in a meaningful way. So another person, AJ here, says the Twins inept bullpen caught Twins management off guard. Laugh, cry emoji. He's saying they shouldn't have been surprised by it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Okay. They, they shouldn't be surprised. This guy says, <laughs> you'll like this, and the t- the handle is original Bruce Boudreaux. Says, too late now, next year, they blew this season by not stocking up in the offseason. What? As in, it's over. It's oh, done. Okay. Pack them up. 
All right. Fold up the tents. Are the, are the Royals going to pop up and win the AL Central? Well, the Tigers got off to a good start. So. <laughs> and they did sign Nelson Cruz. Yeah, they got, yeah, I suppose. It's not as if they made no moves offensively. Okay. I, I might be talking about the bullpen by okay. just getting Blake Parker right, and calling it a day. If that's how the person feels. That's how they feel. Say yes. Yeah. Uh, this next person says, yes, I am. The biggest weakness is uh, arms that you would trust. In the pen, you can trust Hildeberger and Rogers, maybe Harper and May. But he's just basically saying there's not a lot of trustworthy guys after that. And he says, Rizzi is an opener candidate. Sounds like I tweeted. I think that was Judd's burner. Sounds like I, t- I shouldn't have read that one on <laughs> Sounds the Sounds like I tweeted. This guy says, I think Kimbrell is cooked. He just wants saves. I pass on Kimbrell. And that was the hottest take in the responses to that tweet. He's cooked because he's 30 and didn't have a great World Series. We can all agree on that. Phil and I talked about this But that he just yeah. wants saves, so you pass on him for that? I, mean, I think we're projecting quite a bit on well, him at that point. Unless he's told you that. That's been brought up. With Mackie, and my response was this. At some point in time, isn't somebody in Kimbrell's family or among his reps going to say, Craig, if someone's going to give you a 45 mil and you're not going to get a ton of saves, but you're going to be brought in, and are you really going to continue to not work? Kind of a nice payday. He's not, so so is, is he going to, because he's not going to get this time back. Like, it's right. not like you can Lost sit out a year and be like, but at 40, I'm going to be better than ever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're an athlete. If you if you let a year pass, that tick, year tick, is tick, tick, yeah. You've tick. just you're, that's gone. Right. That's your earning power. Uh, the last one I'll read here is uh, Nathan says only if he's willing to sign a one to three year deal at twenty to twenty five million. I assume per. So three and sixty. I think you do that right now. I'm okay. pretty sure if you called him and said, "Hey, we want you to pitch the ninth for us on occasion, clean up this bullpen mess here, sixty million dollars." I think he'd say thank you very much. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right, Derek, thank you very much. Score Thanks, North Twin Show is done. Coming up next at Score North Live, Matthew Collar out, but Doogie is in.